This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, hi there, Al Dukes here. Jerry Recco is still ill. Peter Schwartz joins me. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Billy Jockalone did a nice job yesterday. He did. He uh, he called into, uh, he was like one of, like a third string quarterback where two quarterbacks got, like the second string was starting for the day because the first quarterback was in concussion protocol. That dude went down and he ran in. Right, and neither of the real of the, the regular emergency quarterbacks were available. They weren't available because right. it happened so fast. Yeah. Where Jerry just got very ill. Everyone suspects the norovirus. I did check in with Jerry yesterday. He had not thrown up by the afternoon when I checked in, mm-hmm. uh, but still not feeling well. Okay, well, we hope he feels better. We wish him a speedy recovery. Eddie is here. Yes. Uh, Boomer and Gio are here. Yes. So it's just uh, Jerry is out today. I guess he missed the Rutgers game last night. I have not heard any highlights yet, so I'm assuming he did not. Who's his backup there? Chris Carlin, I believe. I would think so, right? What if Chris Carlin's not available? Then Billy Jockalone, I guess. <laughs> Billy Jockalone. Runs down, heads over to New Brunswick and does that game. Uh, I don't know who did it. I okay. haven't heard highlights. So uh, this would be great for Jerry because he's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. But the uh, mm-hmm. Cowboys are bringing back Mike McCarthy. Your thoughts, Peter? I am kind of stunned really, by it. I honestly thought, you know, looking at Jerry Jones' reaction after the game, there was no way. But I guess for the sake of continuity and the fact that, you know, he does win games. I mean, they've won 12 games three years in a row. So you overlook the one and three playoff record. Uh and maybe at some point, maybe the blame's not on him. Maybe it's on the players. So they're going to roll it back. They're going to roll it back. I, I, yeah, I'm kind of. I don't like this idea in the NFL where guys get guys make it to the playoffs or guys win eleven, twelve games and then they lose their job. That's so stupid. That the, the chances, like how many teams win? What the Cowboys win this season? Twelve games. Twelve. Yeah, how, not many teams win twelve games consistently. Yeah. When you lose in the playoffs, I was trying to explain this to Jerry. I don't, I don't know if he was getting it or getting me or I was doing a very poor job of it, but it's not like you lost a seven-game series. You literally had one bad game. Mm-hmm. And has it happened multiple years? Yes, but those years are all different. They're not. It's like when they go, uh, 
The Jets uh, last beat the Raiders in 1922. It means nothing. <laughs> They're different players. It, you know, it just it doesn't make sense. So well, I'm glad to thing, see Mike though, McCarthy I, coming I, back. I mean, there's two schools of thought. Number one, you have to have a coach and you have to have a team. It's good enough to get you to the playoffs. Correct. If you don't get to the playoffs, you have no chance of doing anything. But is there is there you know, a certain amount of time that you, you have? All right, you get to the playoffs every year, but you don't do anything. I, I mean, like the Atlanta Braves went to the playoffs all those years, won one championship, right? right? Or with you know, with, with with that big team. I remember the Yankees won a hundred games with Dick Hauser in '80, and they get swept by the Royals in the playoffs, and George goes nuts and the, he fires Dick Hauser, and they lost. They got the Royals got hot. They lost. But you fire the manager that won a hundred and something games. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So. So I'm glad to see it, see him coming back now. And by the way, I think Mike McCarthy gets way too much criticism. I mean, the guy, he, he, I know he won a Super Bowl with a really good team in Green Bay, and he just gets all this, like, you know, bad stuff from people all, all over. He's a good coach. He wins. Yeah, it's funny because we'll call Bill Belichick the greatest coach ever. And he said he's lost a couple of Super Bowls, right? Three. Three Super Bowls. He had a couple of crappy years when he wouldn't have Tom Brady. So a lot of things go into you can't just be a great coach. You could, like if you're the greatest coach ever and you go to a crap team, you're not winning games. You know what I mean? Like so. Well, I mean, listen. I think if you're a really good coach, like Bill Parcells went to the Jets after they were one and fifteen and three and thirteen, and they almost got into the playoffs at nine and seven. So a coach can make a difference, but I, in this case, he gets so much flack from people. I, I, listen, I, I'd like to have 12 win, wins in a row three years Me in a too. row. Me too. We say, as you said before, just get in the playoffs. Who knows what could happen? You never know. So I'm shocked he's back, but I think it was probably the right thing to do. I agree. Now, Bomani Jones came out. He was on the Rich Eisen show. You know Bomani Jones from uh, ESPN, I guess? Yes. I think he had a show on Max or HBO, which was terrible. The guy like zero <laughs> had zero viewers or something insane. Anyway, he says that he thinks cowboy fans don't like Mike McCarthy because he's fat. <laughs> this is what he said. Quote, the world's a little bit skeptical of our portly brothers. This is not a small part of the discussion. People don't treat them right. You know I'm not lying about this. The double extra large is not helping his case in terms of the skepticism people feel about him. Um, Don't we I'm, love fat coaches? Well, as someone who is fat, yes, yeah. absolutely. For coaches. Right. We, we I like a fat coach. Rex Ryan was a great coach for the Jets and got them to back-to-back championship right. games when he was overweight. Correct. Then he had the surgery and he lost the weight. And then the Jets never made the playoffs again. Exactly, Peter. And from the Cowboys' perspective, I mean, was Jimmy Johnson a toothpick? No, but he wasn't fat. He wasn't fat, but he wasn't a toothpick. I mean, I I don't I don't get that. Come now on. I'll take in a quick glance here. Bill Belichick, fat, correct? Wins, wins. Andy Reid, fat, wins. And who else? And we know he likes fat. those cheeseburgers and French fries. Yeah. My point is, like, it, 
fat people may be treated poorly in society, mm-hmm. but as NFL head coaches, we love a fat head coach. Of course. Who was that dude on the Cleveland Browns coach who was on uh, Hard Knocks, the big belly? What was his name? Wiley or something? Hey. Oh, I remember Rex Ryan's brother coached for the Browns. Ah, that. there you go. Yeah. What about, uh, what was Rex Ryan? Uh, John Madden was fat. Fat. Thank you, Peter. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Yes, absolutely. Brian Dayball, not slim. Yeah, and he, one we good like year, him. one bad year. Well, we like him. Yeah. I'm glancing down at these other. Now, you know what the problem is? Is Well, Todd Ball's chubby. Bruce yeah, Arians, he, fat. Yeah, but they've won. They've won. That's what Todd I'm saying. Bowles but, didn't win with the Jets, but you know what the problem is? There's a lot of like super slim young coaches, like a uh, Sean McVay type, mm-hmm. that's throwing people off. But I think we prefer a fatter coach. And here's my reasoning, personally: <laughs> when I see a super thin, muscular head coach, that guy's in the gym too much. You know what I mean? He's paying way too much attention. Doesn't look like they played football, right? Well, he's paying too much attention to himself. And we know that the job of a head coach is very immersive. you got to get in there. You're not eating properly. You're eating, getting pizza. You're getting sub sandwiches. You're getting fast food because you don't have even time to think about prepping a meal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and when you're fit and muscular and Sean McVay type. You wonder how much time they spend actually preparing for a game. Exactly. The Rams bounced again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mike McDaniel. Thin, but not muscular. No. So he's not fat, which is good. But like an analytics nerd. Yeah, he's not muscular. I don't like a muscular head coach. That's like having a muscular quarterback. Yeah. You don't. It, certain positions don't call for muscularity. You see, I would like Rex Ryan back with the Jets, but I want the Rex Ryan of fat. the first two years. Yeah. I agree. You got to get that uh, rubber band out of his belly. Mm-hmm. You've got to get his uh, his... A facelift put back to where got to put his eyebrows and eyeballs back to where they were. Right. You got to take those super white chompers out and put back in his. Get that vest back on with the, with the shirt that didn't fit. Correct. You know. Yeah. Andy Reid's doing it right. Snot mustache frozen. Yeah. Large. Even in the commercials he's doing with Patrick Mahomes for State Farm. Yeah. He, they, Let me see those nuggies. Yeah. He's in a fast food place. Yeah. Yeah. And then My they, kind of coach. Yeah. That's what we want. So Bomani Jones is incorrect with this one. Yeah, oh, way off base. Way, way off, off base. base. Way off base on this one. I'm looking around. I don't see any. I'm I'm trying to think of other current fat head coaches. But over the years, your more classic coaches were large. Well, if Antonio Pierce retains the Raider job, not that he's fat, but he's he's heavy. Know, he's built. He's heavier. Right. He ain't Mike McDaniel. He's not muscular like. Uh, Sean McVay, mm-hmm. but he ain't Andy Reid. What Gerard Mayo now? Now he's still in too he's much good fit. shape. He's in, he's fit. But let's see, he's gonna uh, first year head coach yep. in New England. Mm-hmm. 
Going to have a little less Let's time see. to lift some weights, <laughs> a little less time to go running, a little less time to be particular about the food you're going to be sucking down. Did you like the Gerard Mayo uh, press conference? Did you watch I, any? Of I, I've, I've only heard a little bit of the clips. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing, but he sounds like he's got his head on straight, knows he's got big shoes to fill. But the one thing he did say, well, he's not Bill Belichick. Like people should not, even though he learned under him, should not expect him to be Bill Belichick. Yeah, I don't think anyone was was thinking Gerard Mayo was going to be the next Bill Belichick. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I, I hope he keeps the Belichick sons around. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, they want, well because Pops didn't get a new job yet. What you got to do is you say, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to stick around. You don't sign a contract. Like, you're pushing that off. Right. Like, donate. They, don't may want, they may finally want to get out of his father, their father's shadow. That's what Jerry And work said. for something else. Work, I would. Work for someone else. Yeah, but it's not like Bill Belichick's going to fire his sons. You know what I mean? Gerard Mayo No, they may just fire may you. say, you know what, Dad? Thanks for everything. We're going to try and do this on our own here. And he'll go, good yeah. luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> My father, may rest in peace, wanted me to go work for him, and I refused. What was that uh, business? My dad was in the uh, liquor business. He was a salesperson, and he was in the same company with my uncle, and they wanted me to come work for them after I was done with college. And I said, no, no, thank you. I'm going to pursue my career in broadcasting. Wow. You guys go ahead and. Do what you do. What would they do? Go around and they each had like accounts, like different they bars had accounts and restaurants. They would go to different restaurants and stuff. They would have some office time and go to these tra- – I would always go to these trade shows. Like they would do these shows and go help them out with things like that. But as far as like devoting my entire life to it, no. I was I had no not interest, interested. Not interested whatsoever. Yeah, I wanted to be in broadcasting as well. And things weren't going well in the very beginning mainly because i wasn't yeah. applying myself mm-hmm. and my dad worked at newark airport for delta for like 35 years or something he came home one day with a job application from u.s air to give me uh-huh. he goes i uh, fill this out i was like oh <laughs> oh, i better get oh. moving <laughs> it's funny because uh i had a i had a teacher in high school i loved social studies loved history and everything and he, it was a great teacher till this day my favorite teacher and um, had great sports conversations with him in class and in the hallway and everything. So finally, my senior year of high school, I had selected I was going to go to Buffalo State. And he stops me in the hallway one day and says, um, hey, uh, have you decided where you're going? And I said, yeah, I'm going to go to Buffalo State. I'm going to major in broadcasting. And you would have thought like he lost like a family member, like he sulked his head and said, Peter, you know, um, I-, I think you're making a huge mistake, a huge mistake. Like, you know, my, my daughter... Uh, tried to do this, and she was just an, an absolute failure at it. And I really like you and respect you. I think you're a good student and a good guy. And I, I really think, and you should go talk to your parents about this, but I think you should change your mind and major in something else. And, and, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what is this guy telling me? Like, this is something I wanted to do since I was a little kid. So I'm like, I'm going to go into broadcasting. There we go. And All that's these... where you went, Buffalo State? Buffalo State. Why would you want to go to Buffalo? It sounds like a nightmare. It's, I loved it up there. Looks like it's, gonna, it's still snowing all this week in yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, I went People through that. nuts. I went through that. It's all right. It's a beautiful city. Love it. Nice people. Are you Enjoyed the most, my four years up there. Are you the most well-known broadcaster to come out of Buffalo State? Did you look at alumni before you went? I get the alumni newsletter you do. every like quarterly. Are you um, in it? I was in it once. Nice. Um there were some significant broadcasters that not necessarily came out of that are still like in Buffalo, but I from as far as like people that from out of Buffalo, maybe yeah. I am Buffalo I broadcasters. 
Yeah. They stayed local. They, they stayed like, local. Yeah, Buffalo people stayed local. Yeah, like it happens like if you go to school at the University of Miami, you go, boy, this is a beautiful town. I'm yeah. going to stay here. Same happens in Buffalo. They go, well, this, the, I love the idea of shoveling nine feet of snow every day. I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm just going to stick uh, it out here. They're used to it. It's, they, they, people are so nice up there. I actually almost, I almost took a job in between my junior and senior year because I was interning for the AAA baseball team up there, the Bisons. And they offered me a job to stay up there that summer and do, like, various things, PR and broadcasting and stuff. And um, I was also offered an internship at this place called WFAN. Oh, nice. And so <laughs> you did that instead. I took that instead. Uh, the person who wound up taking that job got hired full-time by the baseball team. But no regrets. Everything worked out. Okay, good. I was uh, – I actually got a job offer – as program director at WGR in Buffalo. Really? This is in 2003, yes. I believe. Okay. And I accept, Familiar with that station. I accepted the job. You did? Uh-huh. And then I uh, came back home and I was, you know, preparing things. And a friend of mine who works for this company called me and said, you realize that on a Saturday morning, you're waking up in Buffalo. And I was like, oh, man. Oh. Yeah. I, maybe I don't want to do that. And then I called him and told him I didn't want it. Aha. Uh-huh. I said, sure. <laughs> you know what my game plan was back then? This right. is 2003. Uh-huh. This is what I sold them on. No sports updates. No guests. Like, and they loved it. They're like, yes. Yes, we don't uh-huh. need these things. I forget what else, but they liked it. They uh-huh. bought it hook, line, and sinker. How do you think your life would have changed if you had taken that job? Uh, mm, that's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> I will tell you this. What do you think that job paid in 2003? Program, Program director, director, Buffalo. Because w- they sent me a contract. I am going to say... Like running WGR, Buffalo. I'm going to say $43,000. Uh, Exactly. Really? Legitimately, $43,000. Wow, I got that you right on the it. nose. It's unbelievable. See, you almost had the... I almost went to Buffalo for $43,000. You almost oh had Lord. that important job experience that, Ooh. you know, in case there was ever a program director job opening up somewhere else, you could have applied for it. Ooh. Well, listen, that's a tough job. That job Spike has is a very tough job. Uh-huh. I want no part of that. You like what you're doing right now. Yeah, it's just that job is never ends. You know what I mean? Like Spike's got to constantly be going, you know, him and turn off these, that you, you, your entire life is listening to this radio station. Plus, I'd want to make every show two hours I, long. I couldn't believe the first shift I ever did for the fan yeah. in 2009. Um, I was doing an overnight, a Saturday night into Sunday. And, uh, the next morning, I go home, I took a nap, got up, and I had a, a text from Chernoff. Sounded good. Nice job. Welcome aboard. And I'm like, you were listening in the middle of a night, yeah. Saturday into Sunday? Oh, yeah. He was like crazy. <laughs> These guys get crazy. You have to. You're responsible 24-7. Yeah. All right, Peter, let's take a very quick break here. When we come back, I've got some more uh, NFL notes I'd love to share with you. Got do a... I have to do this sports minute thing here? No, that's, that's uh, later on. We do that at uh, at the very end, actually. Okay, okay. So, yeah, you hang tight there, Peter. Okay. But I...